Hello and welcome to another episode of Permission to Grow. This is a podcast where we explore women's career stories and transitions. We talk about how we can eliminate this idea of who we should be and instead give ourselves permission to grow. If this is the first time you are joining us for for Permission to Grow, thank you for sharing part of your day with me. And this is a space where each week we talk to women who are like you and me. They are teachers, they're entrepreneurs, they're therapists, they're coaches, they're financial analysts, and beyond, hopefully, to learn how these women have navigated their way through the shoulds of their professional lives. I think we've all kind of experienced that. And hopefully, if we continue to tell our stories, it'll help us kind of navigate it with a little more ease. And during each episode, our guests share their career stories, their, you know, their helpful tips, the tools they've learned from their mentors, um, and ideas about how they've pushed through those times in our career where we run into the lows or we run into the unexpected or the windy roads and the cliffs that we are inevitably going to experience in our career process. And so lately, I this is one of those episodes that I wanted to bring to you guys, which is more of like a technical episode as opposed to like our traditional interview format where we have an amazing woman tell our story. And these technical episodes are kind of smaller bits that we do about once a month that really try to just focus in on a certain area. So we've had women in the past who have talked about career transition and learning a language of like a new field. We talked to Alison Garrido, who's an incredible career coach a couple weeks back, talking about the importance of building your network. And so today I kind of just wanted to talk to you about something that I actually saw on social media earlier this week and had a super big impact on me. And it was these nine things that we should or could try to aspire to quit throughout our lives. It was a pretty extensive list, but it really hit home for me. And so I kind of wanted to dive into that with you guys today in one of these shorter episodes. And it actually worked out in like the most beautiful timing because I have actually experienced my own career transition in the last few weeks. And if you've listened to this podcast for a while, first of all, thank you very much. But second, you probably have a pretty good idea of what my career story looks like. So I'm not going to dive too much into it. But for those of you who are just joining us, I will be the first to tell you my career has been ups and downs and all over the place. And I've had, you know, five jobs in five years and by all professional, you know, calculations, I've made major missteps and I talk to women because I want to learn how to do it differently and how I can be better and how I can, you know, do work that excites me and do work that aligns with my skill sets. And so that's kind of what this space is, but I want to give you a quick timeline of kind of my career and then we can dive into the little things I that I think really helped me actually move forward in my career, those quitting those nine things that um, I talked about earlier. But quick timeline, I'm from the Midwest, moved to Los Angeles, California about five years ago. I had no idea what I wanted to do. I had been in school, my law degree, my master's, didn't know if that's what I had wanted to do. Didn't really put aside like a good financial buffer that I could like not work, I had to work. Um, And I had zero idea of what I wanted to do. And so I just dove into the path that was already paved. And for me as a law school graduate, that was, you know, studying and taking the bar. Um, And while that was happening, I was 
volunteering and interning, working mainly with women and children um, who had experienced domestic violence and just trying to get involved and meet as many people as I could. And I didn't really stop. I kind of just knew I wanted to help people. I didn't know what that looked like. I didn't know how I was going to do that in this new community. And I just started to connect with people and eventually got a job working um, in our foster care system, working with the youth that were in the system. And then after I passed the bar, um, litigated briefly, um, still in dependency court for parents who had allegations of abuse and neglect against their kids. And at the end of the day, what I wanted was to help people. And a way I thought I could do that was through, you know, empowering people with the support of the law. And that just the environment turned out to not be the best match for my skill set. And I didn't really know how to deal with it. And so I just shut that door very, very quickly um, and kind of started over. I then got into um, a fashion startup and worked in operations and development of that for about a year on their retail end before I turned 30. And I was just like, I got to figure this out because I have no idea what I'm doing and it doesn't feel great. Um, it felt overwhelming, not even just in a professional sense. Like when your professional side of things is going poorly, it impacts every aspect of your life. So personal friendships, finances, like everything is impacted when things are not feeling great in your career. And I was just sick of it. I had spent years like trying to do it. I thought I should be doing and trying to, you know, be as good as I could be and as good as people expected me to be. And I just, I got tired. And so I kind of just, I left my full-time job in the fall of 2016 and asked myself what I needed. And what I needed was a job where I felt supported, where I felt valued. And I, kind of took away the labels of like a salary or a title. Like that couldn't be what was going to help me make a decision anymore. Like I had valued that for so long and it had not led me to a great place. And so I just took the time to kind of try to build myself back up. And so that led me to working in higher ed for a year. And it most recently led to a career now in operations where I get the opportunity to work and support people who I think are doing incredible things. And so that's a very cursory glance of my career that doesn't tell you all the like crap city times that I experienced, but it's just kind of a short timeline. One is like say how when you're in it, those months and you know years can feel like they drag on forever if you're unhappy in your career. But when you look back, you know, three to five years, how much you can accomplish when you change your mind and decide you want something different, the, the opportunities are truly endless. And I think the biggest thing for me was I had to quit a lot of things. And so this list that I was talking about, quit, you know, these nine things to quit, these were things that actually really helped propel me forward in my career journey, because the first one, for example, is trying to please everyone. Like in my career, I had tried to please everyone and by all accounts had probably failed multiple times, you know, disappointed whomever, you know, there were just so many things that the reality is, is you're not going to please everyone. And 
and trying to please everyone puts so much pressure on yourself to conform to certain things, to, you know, take certain jobs that you know, like deep down probably aren't the best fit for you. So when you are able to kind of turn that piece off a little bit, I feel like for me, it was able to help me really focus in on what I wanted solely because that's what I wanted or that's what gave me energy. And that's like an everyday battle trying to like make that people pleasing voice a little bit quieter. But I can tell you when I've been able to kind of tune that down a little bit and tune into what is actually my voice is saying and what actually makes me feel pleased, the results of it are just 10 times better. Um, Another one of the things was fearing change or living in the past. And for me, I think whenever I looked back on my career, when I was in spots I wasn't happy in, when I was looking back, I was living in the past. I was like, oh, what if I had you know, pass the bar on the first time or, oh, what if I had not even gone to law school and I had, you know, started work straight out of college, you know, what salary would I be making now? Or, oh, what if I hadn't moved to this place? Then I would have, you know, and all these what ifs and all it did was paralyze me in the state I was, which was not great. And so if we can quit that, again, we're just, you're getting rid of stuff that takes away your energy. It takes away time and all of that energy and time can be used to do something you enjoy or to get you closer to work or a life that excites you. And so trying to quit those and along with those number four, it's overthinking. Like when I was, and believe me, when I was looking for jobs, which has probably been, you know, on and off for five years, I'm the first person who spends like eight hours a day on Indeed, like Googling jobs, and I will read through the job description, research the company, research their role, and I'll spend so much time overthinking it that by the time I'm done researching it, I've already talked myself out of the role and already told myself why it isn't a good fit. And if I could make any recommendation to any of you, because I'm sure if you're in a career transition and you're not feeling great, that's probably you're spending some time doing that. If you could, instead of spending the three hours or whatever it is that you're spending looking on Indeed or anything like that, I would recommend going out and trying to talk to someone for 30 minutes who does that job. Or if that job involves, for example, you know, HR, go connect with your peer who works in HR. Go connect with, you know, someone on a online chat space that just makes me sound like I'm 100 years old but go find someone who's doing what you want to do and talk to them or find a way to volunteer and do that because I talked myself out of so many things that had I just tried I could have easily answered yes or no that this is something I enjoy or this is something that plays to my skills so quit as much as you can overthinking and chain channel that in some way into action so that you can actually get the answers you're looking for through all that research because the answers aren't on Google. They're, they're out there. They're talking to people. They're experiencing things. That's where we're getting our answers that I have found for me have been the most helpful. Some of the other things on this list that it talked about was, you know, being afraid to be different or beating yourself up over mistakes. And I never really feared being different but I definitely was someone who was very critical of myself and my own work like 
I remember in college, I worked at a library, like my first year, my freshman year. So I was probably 18, 19. And I remember I had put a colored like pink paper in the printer because I had printed some like alert that we put in a book or something. And I had forgot to change it back to white paper when I left work that night. I remember laying in bed, panicked, eyes wide open, couldn't sleep because I was like, that's it. Like I screwed up. I'm going to get fired. Like I'm going to be yelled at whatever it was. I was so worried about making a mistake. I woke up the next morning at like 5am, went and stood outside the library doors until it opened and got in to switch the paper before anyone would like accidentally print on pink paper. Like in hindsight, now being almost 32 and not 18, like the thought of that, it's asinine, right? But like at the time I was so worried about making a mistake that I didn't, I didn't get it. I wanted to be perfect and I wanted to, you know, prove to my bosses that I was worth the salary they were paying me, you know, even at a, at that young age of 18. But I think now what I realize is I'm here to like do my best. I'm here to work hard, but I also realize like mistakes are going to happen. And my job is not to be perfect. My job is to try. And when I mess up, when I fail, not if, like when I mess up, my job is to own it and to fix it. Like not to lose sleep over it, not to dwell on it for months and years, but to just acknowledge it, give words to it. And then it it takes the crappiness away too. Like it just happened last week. I read an invoice at work, was way off in the amount that I read, didn't read it correctly at all. And I think back five years ago, that probably would have torn me apart. Like I probably would have like overanalyzed it and sat on it and felt crappy about it. But now I just, I don't know. I I think I realize now that I'm not perfect, no one is perfect. And we're all just like doing our best to, you know, do as well as we can. And no one out there is expecting you to be perfect. Like, I think that's the greatest thing as I get older. What I realize is like anyone who I think is perfect, I realize we're all just human. And like, we're all in this like ebb and flow state of figuring things out. And even if we figure one piece out, that doesn't mean all the other pieces of our life puzzle fall together. It just means that like for a hot second, we're not (laughs) panicking. And one of these things I think that also like has gotten better with age. And one thing that I loved on this list that was like, try to quit one of these things. It's trying to quit sacrificing your happiness for others. And like, for me, I am a people pleaser through and through. And it's something that I'm trying to get better at. But at the end of the day, like I want to help people. I would give most people like the shirt off my back or like the last piece of food in my fridge. If I knew that would improve their day in any way. Okay. But like, I also realized like I have less and less to give when I'm draining my own happiness. Like if I'm doing so many things for so many other people, or even if you're just like working, you know, 15 hours a day, or you're a stay at home parent and your whole life is dedicated to those little humans you're raising, like whatever it is, if all of your energy is being put towards others, it makes it very hard to sit back and restore yourself and to like get to a place where you are feeling good. And so that would, that's one of the tips that I really loved on here is like, 
your happiness is like absolutely paramount. Like everything flows from that. When you're happy, when you're feeling good, good things come into your life, whether it's career, whether it's relationship, whether it's just like an absolute gratitude for the things around you. Like none of us are going to be our best selves when our happiness is drained. And so if, if you want to start working on something like right now, find something that makes you happy and go spend five minutes doing it. Um, just like continue to try to practice that each day. And I guarantee like it's going to come back to you tenfold. Like, and another one that kind of flows beautifully into this was like thinking you're not good enough. And I think this comes from, you know, if you're unhappy, you also don't always feel super great about yourself. And I think this is a constant ebb and flow. And two years ago, like if I was, if someone was asking me if I was good enough to do a certain job, I'm sure I would tell you five more people that I thought could do it better. And it was just because I didn't believe in myself. Like I had experienced a lot of career transitions. And for anyone who's gone through a career transition, it takes a significant toll on you. It can take a toll on friendships. It can take a toll on finances. It can take a huge toll on your confidence. And for me, when I was, you know, struggling in a job or jumping from one job to another, it starts to feel like something is inherently wrong with you. You're, you're like, you know, why is everyone else able to do this and do it successfully without like, you know, jumping job to job or like leaving certain things. And when you're in that space, there's no way to rationalize it other than to think, well, okay, like it must be me. It must be like, I'm not good enough to do this job. But the crazy thing is, is once you get back to that place of happiness and understanding that you are good enough exactly how you are with the exact set of skill sets you have, with the exact education you have, with the exact you know, personality quirks you have, like that is good enough, period. And so if you don't feel that way right now, like let's do everything we can to build that back up because I can tell you now, like I know there's probably 10 million people who could do my job better than I'm doing it, but I've spent the last two years trying to build my confidence back up. And I can say that even though there's people who could do it better than me, even though there's people who are in a better space who can maybe grow the business in a way I can't, I trust myself to figure it out. And I trust that I bring value to the work that I do. And I would not have been able to say that, you know, two years ago, three years ago, because I had just gotten a little, gotten a little lost. And I think that happens to a lot of us in career transition is, somewhere along the way we lose a little bit of ourselves and so we start to think that it's just about you know finding that next job or finding that right title that somehow that will make it all better and I would just challenge you all because it helped me to kind of dig a little deeper and and for those of you who are thinking like oh like I don't know what I want to do and I don't know what I want to be. So like, I can't believe in myself cause I, I must not have a purpose. That was the number nine on the list of things to quit. It was thinking that you have no purpose. And I'm here to tell you, like I've done a lot of self-reflection work over the last few years. I've done a lot of career searching and I still have absolutely no idea what my purpose is, 
know that each day I'm doing a little part of something I enjoy and each day I'm talking to someone who is, you know, giving me energy or teaching me something and that is going to get me closer and closer to the reason why I'm here. Like I don't, I don't think that purpose exists in one job title. I don't think it exists in, you know, one company. I think it's something that you can take time to figure out for yourself and look inside and see, see what lights you up. I, Gabby talked about it last week in the podcast, like find something that makes you sparkle on the inside. That might not be your full-time job, but find a way to make that part of your day, even if it's just for five or 10 minutes. And I just in ending, like I think two years ago when I was in a career space where I had absolutely no idea what I wanted to do. I think I needed permission to give myself like the rationale that I was okay to not know. And I was desperately looking for someone to validate my career path that, you know, if I made all these unconventional decisions, like, was I going to be okay? And the problem is, is we never truly know what, because like what works for one person may not work for you right? Like what one person has in financial stability, you may not have, or who someone's network is like, that might not be your situation at all. And all of this is to just say, like, connect with other humans, hear their story. But most importantly, at the end of the day, like figure out what is important to you and put your energy towards that reality and then be willing and open for the greatness that's coming your way. And because it's going to be coming your way solely because of who you are and what you're capable of. And I'm excited to hear what you're working on. Definitely share with me on social media. I'm excited to hear about your guys' career transitions. And if there's anything I can do to help, like let me know. But I just want to thank you guys for continuing to join me each week on Permission to Grow and have a good week. <laughs>